You are listening to a podcast of the Geek.io Media Network. For all of our shows and more, visit geek-io.net. And to help support the network, head over to patreon.com slash geek.io. Now for a lesson. Konbanwa, Anime Otaku Show wa yokoso. Good evening. Welcome to the Anime Otaku Show. You may have heard these words before, but I'll teach you what they really mean. Remember, we will be discussing all episodes up to the ones we talk about tonight. Anata go sopura o kinishi nanara soyo. If you don't mind spoilers, welcome. Go beyond! Gumbawa, me san This is indeed the Anime Otaku Show, episode number 25. Ha ha. I cannot exactly read from the notes. I am DJ. It was for love. Ouch. And joining me in the magical world of anime, of course, is. Are will be Josh. Oh, bye. 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 McGrath. Hey, I'm a simple man. I see boobs. I hit like. <laughs> I have both. I have boobs. I have both. Uh, Carrie, all I'm hearing is wolf. Wilcox. I don't speak dog. Justin, what are you wearing, Carol? Uh, Christmas cakes are best cakes. And join us once again is the one, the only Delberts. Uh, the knife knife in your heart, Sand. I am a heartbreaker. What can I say? Try Uh, to think of something from cells at work. (laughs) Just anytime you don't, anytime you can't remember something from cells at work, you just say, We are Hataraku. And you'll be fine because that line is going to be stuck in my head for the rest of my days. Just if you can't remember anything from Cells Network, just Basil Phil all the time, forever. Basil Phil. <laughs> done, done, done. That's it. That's all we need. Uh, keeping us alive, the stream going is row minus points, Garza. Is Raul our, our good, good Aizawa sensei? Uh, no, that's zero points. <laughs> Minus points is that weird baby man. The old man that is a kid? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, that's so dumb. Hilarious. The Help Us Company. <laughs> Speaking of that, what are our shows tonight, you guys? Josh, what are we talking about tonight? You did that on purpose, damn it. You threw him <laughs> off. I was about to run that and then made just <laughs> tonight's shows are My Hero Academia, season three, episode nineteen, rescue sizes. I mean rescue exercises. <laughs> season three, episode twenty, special episode, save the world with love. We're talking about cells at work, season one, episode seven. Internet trolls, I mean cancer cells. Yes. Well, I'm no. Salt hasn't really showed up too much. (laughs) And season one, episode eight, blood circulation. And of course, still, somehow, amazingly, against all odds, Planet With, season one, episode seven, Sirius, and season one, episode eight, power is what dwells within your own self. So I'll do this a little bit later. 
in when we're talking about this, but I tried describing Planet Wits plot to Rachel and I think I got through it. <laughs> it's very anime. Planet yeah, Wits it's anime is, as fuck. It's you take all of the tropes of shonen slash sentai genre and play 52 pick up with them. Yeah, Rachel actually yeah. wants plot, and I'm trying to describe the actual plot to her and, like, why the dog person and the cat person hate each other other than being dogs and cats, but they're not actually dogs and cats. And it- it's, the spi- it's the spirals versus the anti-spirals in <laughs> the form of a mixed-up Sentai. She didn't like Gurumadon. Oh. <laughs> I mean, sad. she's allowed to be wrong. She is a woman. Oh. I looked at Carrie's camera at the exact right time. (laughs) Love you, dear. I love you too. You know, I was joking. Josh. You just better be glad that you gave me chocolate cake before you said that. I mean, watch out for caltrops in your bed, my dude. Wow. There was murder in her eyes. Holy crap. (laughs) Just straight up murder in her eyes. (laughs) Uh, No, Rachel doesn't really care for, like, most shonen anime. My Hero is the exception that proves the rule. That's because My Hero goes so far above and beyond Plus Ultra um, on everything that it's it really is kind of transcending shonen in that way. Oh, absolutely. Um, but we should start talking about it. Episode I am always ready to talk about it. Rest. Yeah, it's number one on our list. So it's it's time to do the other part of being a hero, which is actually helping people. Yeah, but of it, course they're not going to throw out random ass civilians into this place and it turns out there are pros for it these people are basically stuntmen whose job is to pretend to be in trouble so heroes can practice rescuing them weird baby i I love i love deku's new catchphrase everything's gonna be daijobu (laughs) why do you keep saying that (laughs) everything's gonna be daijobu um yeah, so the, yeah, they kind of have to realize the fact that yeah, this has been all fine and dandy. Like punching bad guys is fine, but there's a limit, <laughs> and you're not going to be with just just punching bad guys. And now here's where you see a little bit of the downside of one A taking the exam so early come in, because yeah, they don't hesitate when it comes time to fight because they've fought real villains. They know what it's like to have your life in danger. But all of the second years who are taking this exam when they're supposed to be have an entire additional year of training and education that has equipped them to be able to handle this type of scenarios. Yeah. Right. That, that 1A does not have. They, and it shows. Imagine they would have had it if they had managed to finish uh, the SUJ or the SUJ. They, the, USJ. Because it's a, it's a play on Universal Studios Japan. Uh, just like right. how the other one is uh, Tokyo Disney Sea. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, they would have had their training if they managed to actually do that like they were supposed to. <laughs> they would have had some of it. But these guys, these other guys have had it for an entire year longer than the others. Yeah. 
also true. And, and courage under fire is one thing that you, there's no way to really get other than just working on it. And they haven't really had that opportunity to work on it. And Deku points that out. Even when uh, all for one was attacking and the league of villains was attacking. Yeah. They, they didn't do anything on that. Like they didn't do any of the rescue ops. They were, I mean, obviously when focusing on getting out alive, yeah, when right. Paul was attacking everybody, it was like, yeah, we just need to make sure that we can stay, like, we need to stay alive and get Bakugo. Um, during, and stay out of the pro's way. Yeah. During, uh, you know, Stain, like, his reign of terror, like, they just punched him real hard and real good. That worked. Real hard. And shouted at him with the power of friendship. Yeah. <laughs> somehow um, it worked. And, and so, it, but so it's like, yeah, they done this and it's one of those things like good job on the storyteller to be like hey uh yeah remember these are still kids and these are 14 year old kids like they've seen some shit but not enough shit yeah and they're having to do things like make split second assessments of a ref of a casualties physical condition a massive terrorist attack Yes, they have to discern where the rubble is going to fall and if they can move it without bringing down an entire building and killing a bunch of people. They have to find safe places to set up triage centers. They have to evenly divide all the work. They have to communicate with a bunch of random-ass other heroes that showed up they've never met before, what their quirks are and how best to help these other people. Yeah. Yeah, and you kind of still have like the 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 first year from the M Bison looking motherfucker. Um, Yorashi, uh, Cyclone ass. Hero name Gale Force. Uh, Cyclone ass. Uh, <laughs> um, so we had we still have him being like, yeah, dealing with his first year self, even though he's surrounded by second years. Like he's like, yeah, I'm just gonna sweep everything up, and they're like, yeah, that's the stupidest idea. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Get out of here, M. Bison. Dumb. <laughs> I love that 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 the Help Us Company are actually kind of coaching the kids as they go along too. Yeah. Yeah, they're not just because I mean, ultimately, yes, they're heroes, and they're they're training for this, but ultimately, they're still students. So exactly, being able to learn, you know, what they need to learn while this is going on is fine like they're not in a scenario where they have to act like heroes all the time yeah and each of the help us company is you know they're still pro heroes so it's one of those things like yeah don't forget that they they we don't know anything about these guys their quirk could just be shrinking in size or growing in size like and they're using that ability to be a weird baby Um, i'm not entirely sure they are actually pro heroes themselves is the thing no, yeah, they're not I think pro heroes. They're support people, basically. The, the the thing that I really liked though was this is another one of those instances where just the the sequence of events of just watching what's going on shows you a real fascinating slice of this world. Yeah. You know, society has adapted to quirks to such a point that there is a company that is literally professional crisis actors. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of brings me up to like um, in Marvel comics and things like that. Also, uh, drink. Um, 
there's Damage Inc., which is the same kind of company. They are designed strictly to be there to clean up the bullshit that goes on. Yeah, drink. Um, so yeah, the, this this kind of this is absolutely. I would like to see more of us like that, more of this, more behind this. But then again, we'll end up getting a bad thing like we got with freaking uh, powerless on uh, for DC Comics. Also, I guess drink again. <laughs> yeah. And let's talk too about the different um, reactions that the characters have to this. Like we talked about Inasa just going full force, being the super showy motherfucker that he's probably been from day one and getting points off for it. You have Deku, whose first job is to run in and help somebody and find the first living person he can hear to try and rescue them, but gets minus points for poor execution, immediately corrects it. You have Yao Yorozu, you have Asui, you have Uraraka, all trying to go where they're the most useful. And then there's Bakugo. And then there's Bakugo. <laughs> Damn it, one, of, <laughs> one of my favorite Bakugo moments in the entire series so far. It where really he, was good. A couple of people who are not that injured, they can walk on their own. They're, they're a little bit bruised, a little bit, probably got a few, you know, abrasions and whatnot. And he tells them to fuck off, not literally, but he tells them to fuck off and go save themselves. And in response, they're like, he took all of our assessment in an instant. This is amazing. But you freeze He's also him. an ass. <laughs> yeah, we're also seriously frightened. <laughs> this is the reason why Bakugo is how he is. People don't judge him correctly. Let me save you with fear. But that's such a great illustration <laughs> of his character. And it really does showcase the depth that went into writing him. That, yeah, I mean... They could have easily just portrayed him as the typical shouty McShout face asshole who tells people to go save themselves. And instead, they actually take the extra step of pointing out, no, he was correct in telling them to move under their own power and get out of the way so they can focus their efforts on the people that really need it. He just executed it extremely poorly. Like, Bakugo, for all he's an absolute blowhard and kind of a jackass, he's actually really capable yeah. i wished him low charisma yes i mean he, he is definitely your D fighter like a D battle master like he knows where he needs to be where what he needs to do but yeah he's pretty garbage at being a decent you know leader or anything like that he is not a face character no, no. Oh, no. let's talk about your feelings conscience screw you deku He's absolutely your your archetypical anti-hero where he gets the job done. I mean, he's Wolverine. Yeah. He, yeah, and let's and he's a hero. No, like there's no doubt in anybody's mind that Logan is a hero. Wolverine is a hero, but he is not, you know, a happy-go-lucky, you know, say He's unplayed. the best at what he does, but what he does isn't real nice. Yeah. It, it, exactly. Yeah, he is absolutely going to mature into one of those pro heroes that you send in not to be a leader, but just to be pure DPS. Yes, because sometimes that is what's needed. Like, well, that, that's, that's the thing. I think that uh, it's, it's odd. I, think, I don't think this will be like a 100% like Endeavor 
to All Might, kind of. But the parallels uh, are clearly there. Yeah. Oh, I'd say it's pretty damn close that it's gonna. That's the relationship they're gonna have. Yeah. Like I'm it's gonna... not gonna be a one for one, obviously, because they are their own people, and my hero does a great job at making them their own people. But there are there are still going to definitely be parallels in that relationship, including the very nature of their power sets. Yeah. Yeah, strength and blowing things up. Like, I don't want to believe that they're going to ask pull hard at the end of the series and kill Deku off because he became the greatest hero of all time and then sacrifices himself via, you know, uh, big damn hero moments. Yeah. But it, it just feels like one for all is a very um it's a selfless court. it's a very selfless ability and he's gonna be the greatest hero yeah and it's also and destroying quirk from from what you've what from what we've seen of it like right. yeah, i feel he did get all oh my god his guts ripped out but i'm sure that that stress especially just expanding and compressing his body like that does a lot um I, well, I got the impression that uh, All Might never, like, once he got the power, he never, he was always All Might. He never compressed. And yeah, the, like, the, the compression is a result of that injury. It's not like he was a scrawny little something before he got one for all. It was actually pointed out already in the in the anime that pretty much the only thing he had going for him before one for all was his physique. Yeah, he had to... He had to do the same thing that Deku did, but he did it over a longer period of time. He trained longer. He got physical skills and built up, built up, built up. He lifted. Is he what was he ready for all for one before he ever got it, whereas Deku got it long before he was able to actually control it. Yeah, and I feel like if, because my hero is still technically classified as shonen, even though it is an everybody show, I feel like if it were seinen that that would be a lot more likely that it ends with him sacrificing himself. With it being shonen, I'm not sure it's going to go that dark. I hope not because I mean, yeah, he is he, Deku's a likable character. Like he's he's a good kid and he's somebody that you want to root for. So and I, I wouldn't even shown protagonist that I don't want to see killed off. Yeah, and I, oh. I wouldn't even say it's it's about the like shonen that wouldn't kill him off. It wouldn't go that dark. It's you're supposed to be Deku. Like yeah you're supposed to place yourself in his place and understand where he's at. And not a lot of shows like to kill off the character that is most connected to the, the audience. Also, we can't lose him. He is the, sh- he is the smartest of the shonen protagonists. Right. The only, the only shonen protagonist I would say is undeniably smarter than, uh, undeniably smarter than him. Only because, like, I I don't know if any of you guys have seen it, but Gone from oh, Hunter, uh, Hunter yeah. x Hunter is an actual, actual, factual super yeah, he is. He just doesn't he show it. Uh, yeah, by the way, Hunter x Hunter is one of my favorite shows of all time. It's one of the best shows ever yeah. created. So. Not even just but, television, like anime. Like, it is one of my favorite television. So when's it coming off hiatus again? Uh, never, and, but that doesn't matter. You can just watch the anime and be fine with it, really. Yes. But, I mean, comparing Deku to the leads that we see of series that My Hero is often portrayed next to, like Naruto, Goku, right. 
Luffy. Those guys are fine, but they're all fucking idiots. Well, you have that. Yeah, I I don't really see Deku tossing uh, all for one a senzu bean. Yeah, right. But I mean, the difference on that one is is those those guys have battle prowess, you know, especially in Shippuden. Naruto has battle awareness. He, Deku doesn't always have that. No, he doesn't. But he but fucking he learns. It. Yeah, he, that, that, that's the thing. But Deku, once, you, once you catch him with something once, that's it. And the same thing can be said about Naruto. Like he's an idiot right. until he's not. Like. Um, obviously Goku never gets that. Uh, he just becomes better and better at battle awareness. But um, I mean, let's be fair. Ultra Ultra Instinct is literally Goku shutting off what little of his brain there is. Yes. Um, and just fighting. Yeah, I mean, uh, Ichigo from Bleach is a pretty similar thing. Where like, yeah, he's pretty good at battle, but he eventually learns, you know, how to be a functioning human being. <laughs> Quote unquote. Yes. <laughs> as fun as functioning as you can be but yeah so uh we get all this nice little little snippets of character development throughout this little rescue paid yeah. and uh yeah then then the other shoe drops oh god damn it so last episode shoe. i was praising my hero for how seamlessly they integrated the anime original content and how nice it was to not have blatant filler for a change and how it enhances your experience to have all this extra stuff just come in so naturally. This episode happened. And then they stop on a fucking cliffhanger and drop a movie tie-in. You get you get uh you, you get Gang Orca as the uh, quote unquote bad guy of this, which yeah, the by dude the behind way, the terrorist attack. I yeah. love Gang Orca so much. The, that is, it has such a good character design, it's unreal. Yeah, Gang Orca is fucking amazing. Fantastic. And so sharply dressed. Uh, of course then, yeah and then you get he's yeah. gonna be a gang star filler ass filler like this is the this most is, fillery of fillers this is borderline naruto delivering rice filler like i'm gonna full-on call this a editorial shonen jump bullshit call oh absolutely okay yeah. uh, quick it, thing um i was looking over the season and this season we have not had a cut between training camp uh, rescuing Bakugo. Um, what was the other one? Uh, yeah, we did. We had the the uh, the the moving into the dorms. Moving into the dorms, couple of episodes. yeah, but it still and had story because of Sue's feelings, which yeah, is very important. And all of that was all of that was actually that most of that was original con was adapted content, not anime original. But the thing is, right. is like. It actually flashes back to right before the summer training camp. And it's like, okay, you could have put that fucking episode there chronologically yeah. where it belonged and it would have fit a whole lot better. So, yeah, we, I mean, we had the story break of the, you know, dealing with, you know, the moving into the dorms. Exactly. But it's like, yeah, it, yeah. And then, yeah, you could have had this there. It, this made no sense. This made zero sense. And yes, this, this sang uh, editorial, uh, it's like it's like Shonen Jump asked uh, the director of the anime. Okay, so we need to put in this movie tie-in episode. When do you not want it to go? Oh, we don't want it to go in the middle of the uh, professional licensing exam. Sweet, that's where we're gonna put it. 
Yeah, I completely forgot that the movie tie-in to Tell the Coda at the end was like, oh, Jesus Christ, that's what this was. <laughs> well, like, they talk about it right Steve. in the episode. But either way, it, yeah, it's a bad, it's a bad look. Especially since um, it opened, like, the movie they're, they're trying to, like, push opened at the beginning of this month. But it doesn't open the rest of the uh, U.S. and Canada until September 25th, so they could have finished this arc done that little one clip and then continue yeah. or they could have put this so that's the thing japan doesn't yeah no but they could have put this chronologically when it happened and coincided with the release of the movie pretty damn well like it would have yeah. aired what like a couple weeks before the movie dropped yeah. which was perfect to like push pre-order sales and it would have made more sense and it would have felt more organic and the thing is is like it's not a terrible episode like yeah it's filler it's gonna be fillery really, but it wasn't, I, I enjoyed it it wasn't, it wasn't it wasn't Mizuki turns into a tiger for no goddamn reason level of filler <laughs> um i really like this episode like at all <laughs> like but like where it showed up in the series was kind of frustrating. I did like, I did super like, even though it was really jarring, I kind of liked All Might and Midoriya's interactions on the bookends of the episodes, just because All Might's like, I'm wearing the same color as you. And and Deku's like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I, I did not like this episode. It would have been, it would have been better being where it was canonically at, like, because then we wouldn't have we've already would have had you know these character developments that already existed, but now because of where it's placed, we're beating the same character points that we've already made over and over and over and over and over again. Like, it yeah didn't feel good to me at all. I did not like it. I liked to I liked the fact that we got to see a alternate character design for All Might yeah. if he was a villain. That was kind of cool. Yeah, fucking, Other, fuck. fucking junk rat All Might. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, quick basically. Thing. Um, you were not happy with the episode or the placement of the episode? Yes. Both? For me, it was a cute enough episode, but I am very unhappy with where they placed it. So, if they would have placed this, like, say. Chronologically, where it should have gone, it would have been a perfectly fine episode. Because it would have been during the breather arc anyway. It would have been acceptable. Like calling it a perfectly accept, perfectly okay, is still kind of giving it too much. Would this be worse than taking a week off with no My Hero, or would you rather have a break off than get this filler? Me personally, with how anti filler I am, I would rather have taken a week off. Especially because, with as much as they've done previously with integrating original content into the show with the froppy episode with the um the uber bitches from the all-girl private school you know miss drink tea and become a genius lady in telly todoroki versus the hidden ninjas like all of that was executed so fucking well that if i hadn't read the dirty m word i wouldn't know that it wasn't originally in there and Manga, manga, manga. <laughs> Please don't. No. And so to have them go this overt with it, not only specifically calling out, hey guys, we're doing a filler episode, but to do it right on a cliffhanger during a really significant character arc almost feels like an insult. It is. And yeah, oh yeah, uh, definitely. And, it make, and it's sad because it's otherwise a pretty cute episode. And... 
Just guys, come on. You're better than this. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I, I will give them that, you know, of all the sins that they had during this episode, and there were a lot because, I mean, if you're going to excuse everything else, the animation quality in this episode flat out sucked. Like, it was not good animation quality. And I get it, yes, it's filler quality, but, you know, the bounce and bleach at least looked okay. Uh, <laughs> it's... It, it was gar like it didn't look good like you had your third string you're out of college interns working on this episode and that's not what we come to expect especially where it was placed um it, it the only redeeming quality is the fact that they put up front this is a special episode this is this is filler this doesn't really count in your canon but hey go see our movie also all right so i have this is the reason why this episode aired. I, I did my research. Journalism. The reason there was a special episode this week is that there is a 24-hour charity event in Japan called 24-Hour TV Love Saves the Earth. The event started in 1978 and is the last Saturday of August, so the anime would have been on break like last year if they hadn't aired an episode. I think I would have rather take a break. <laughs> also, the fact that there was no mention of this because i remember reading a news release it was like yeah it's a special charity episode so i'm thinking okay it's gonna be fine and then they don't mention this at all so to watch it on crunchyroll it comes off as just a shameless movie plug that was advertised as a charity episode so there it was it was it was said in japan this is not like it it wasn't it wasn't a surprise to japanese viewers but to us it doesn't like it doesn't matter. So, I'm going to say once again that it was an editorial thing. They made a, a fluff episode and they decided to tie in their movie on it. But we've already talked 30 plus minutes about My Hero Academia. We've got other shows to talk about. Really quick, I did want to point out the one story thing that I really, really liked about this episode, other than getting to see Young All Might, because I always want to see Young All Might, is. Um, all Might, like, fucking ambushing Midoriya at his house. Hi, you want to go on vacation with me? Sure. I am here uh, to ambush uh, young Midoriya on his way home. I, I need an adult. <laughs> I am an adult. He just wants to go on a father-son bonding trip, and it's adorable. Um, yeah, I mean, that's why he doesn't even bother asking mom, because he knows she's going to be okay with it. It's it's like the cat in the hat knows a lot about dad on PBS. Like I, I have kids, don't at me. Uh, Justin, get used to it, Justin. You're gonna be referencing fucking preschool stuff soon enough. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Um, the cat, uh, the cat about hat, uh, the cat in the hat knows a lot about that. Is like he does. It's the cat in the hat. He does all these things. It's educational. All this bullshit. Go and ask your mom. She won't mind at all if you do. Like yeah, this is absolutely just that. She won't mind at all if you mix flour and water on the kitchen floor. Go for it. Um, so, yeah, let's go ahead and move on into uh, Cells at Work. We are I did not watch the Cancer Shell episode. That is entirely so. understandable. 
dear friend of mine who literally last week, one of Rachel's coworkers who has become a dear friend of the family passed away from cancer. And even thinking about that, I couldn't even bring myself to do it. I don't care if it was like fluffy ice cream stuff. The fact that it could be referencing that I was not in a mental place to watch this. So I did not watch this episode. I watched blood circulation though. So. I mean, we could skip discussion about cancer. I could say that the, the character designs were suitably like horrifying. My best friend in middle school and high school died from cancer. I watched the episode with my wife because, you know, we watched series, but I mean, it talks like it, all it talks about really is the job that immune cells have and how people like the immune cells feel bad about what they do because they are literally killing cells. Yeah. Things that were normal at one point. And yeah, this, Pretty it was a very it was a very and they go into the science behind it like very in depth like more in depth than like my own like uh biology classes did and it was very well executed i wouldn't doubt that coming from this show like the, the fact that i i knew that it would be treated with respect and even though you know they're this is a very serious thing i knew that there would be a level of respect given here that was Make, never a doubt in my mind. Making the comparisons, um, I would say that, yeah, skipping it was a good idea considering it is not on exactly the same level, but it's a little bit lower than the uh, Ancient Magus Bride episode that we told you to skip. Ah, yeah. In that regard, if you have somebody that collected to do it, because it was a very, it was a heavier episode considering. Yeah, what we come I, and I knew it was. I actually did some research on it. I'm like, because I, I know, I know it's going to teach me things. It's going to be cool and stuff like that, but I'm like, I need to know, is this a thing that I am going to, one, be able to watch, two, uh, want to watch? Like, and it came out to the BFX of, no. So I, I just skipped it. That was fine. I, I, knew, I knew that I was not afraid that this show was not going to pay proper respect to it. Uh, yeah, they, I was actually reading something about a uh, how you know doctors will go on Reddit and talk about how scientifically accurate everything it sells at work is. I guess a a cancer researcher. Yeah, an actual yeah. like cancer researcher in Japan was like, everybody needs to go watch Cells at Work. The show is incredible. They actually talk right. They did the research. Do it. Yeah. Um, so blood circulation. <laughs> that cute episode. Great. That's horrible. Uh, <laughs> uh, real. Uh, yeah, red uh, red blood cell decides that she doesn't want to rely on everybody else all the time anymore. Uh, yeah. And Neutrophil is obviously best boy. He's he, he's the best. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I watched this episode and like I, I scrolled down after the episode to look at the comments and I posted this in the in the Discord. But I'm like, one of the comments was, "Why am I shipping a red and white blood cell?" Because this show <laughs> makes you it's so good. The question is, how many fan arts of pink blood cells are there yet? Um. <laughs> Well, you I, better fucking believe. We already, I mean, there's already a pink blood cell in yeah. the... No, she's a white show. blood cell wearing but pink. pink, so it counts. <laughs> Aosinophil? Yes. Uh, yeah, this, this episode was adorable. Also, of course, you get the you get heart and everything like that, which is real cool, like... Um, <laughs> a shogunate building. Yes. I had a good laugh That there. was fantastic. And like all of the very extremely Japanese measures of crowd control they have with like the little video and the announcements and the little cartoon character thing describing like, here's what you're going to do. Here's what you need to do. 
love it so much. It was so good. Also, it makes you realize that because you know that this it kind of implies, um, you know, that there's time passing between each of these episodes. This seems like it's been her first time in the heart. Yeah. Yeah. So how long has she been wandering, trying to deliver the same thing of nutrients and the same thing of carbon dioxide? So as far as I know, uh, like white blood cells can not have ever gone to a part of the body, right? Yep. But red blood cells are created in the blood marrow. Yep. And then they have to get circulated through. I wonder what the time frame of this is, because if they're going actual real science here, this host body has gotten all of these things within one hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't know the time frame on it. Obviously, I do appreciate that there is a plot to this weird ass fucking science show, but <laughs> like Yeah. It was fascinating. It was real damn interesting. And even just like all of the little things that they add into the episode that just flesh out haha, the world inside you. Like the, the, the ice cream vending machines. Yeah. Red blood <laughs> because cells. red blood cells can only function off of glucose. Yeah. Red blood cells don't have their own mitochondria, so they feed off of glucose. Okay, that's I didn't expect to go there. <laughs> also, we... Uh... That the, uh, the T and killer T cell stands for Sundere. <laughs> you know what? You are 300% right. Head cannon accepted, yes. Also, Rachel. Damn it, Carrie. You got it before I did. So, quick thing the, pay- the platelets have it in their contract that they have to appear at least once in each episode, right? So that's the thing. Uh, they don't appear in every episode. They don't appear in every episode of the source material. Um, they just, they are hyper popular. Gee, I so wonder why. They are the cutest thing in the world. So anime director is like, hey, let's put these, let's put these things in here because they are, the, they are the actual cutest thing in the world. I love, I love them climbing all over Neutrophil. Yes. Hey, hey, do that. I'm going to kill you, germ thing. <laughs> like, I, I still just love the uh, bit in the opening where she's riding on his shoulders with a rake. Yeah. <laughs> a little plastic toy rake. Like, I'm going to kill bad guys now. No, you're not. You're food. No, you're not. You're beautiful. <laughs> I just, I, I love when the two, uh, when Red Blood Cell and her friend stopped and started poking them in the face. And they're like, no, I tickle, stop. Oh, I actually want the germ to just like, oh, so cute. Okay, I'll play along. Uh, you got me. The uh, the the cheek push gif is has gone around. It's just the cutest thing in the world. So can, can we talk about Neutrophil reaching maximum bro ship tier with uh? Yeah, he's he's the actual best. Just. Oh, thank you, Geek Grills. Oh, oh, hello. Hey, guys. <laughs> oh, whoops. Nightbot, super aggressive. <laughs> Good job, sign. I appreciate you. Just because, just because your 
Ann Brushwood's black son doesn't mean that you can fuck her out with my iPod. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, just the, the lengths he went to, to to the point of fabricating new signs. Fabricating new signs, rearranging existing ones, killing hanging on top of the sign, and she still doesn't see him. Get, he blends in. Um, getting fucking like, um, killing all of the infections like before they even have time to be seen by anybody else. Oh, hey, let's get that red blood cell over there. Shh. She just, just pops up. Oh, hey, you already got him. Cool. Wait, where are you going? I entrust these to you. I've got places to go. <laughs> I got blood cells to go. Throwing the notebook at her head. Funk. Kobe. Oh, excuse me, someone in front of you just dropped their hat. Oh my god. And because of course it's red blood cell, never notices. No, because she is. And then at the end of the episode, he sits there on the bench and lets her tell him every so last. How was your day? He is the best. Like he. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like it's the most fascinating goddamn thing. Well, you can tell. Go on. Appreciate you, like, re- like what blood cell does, red blood cell, like. And he legitimately looks happy to be listening to what she's saying. Yeah. Like this is not a yeah uh-huh, whatever go on uh huh is yeah he is yes dear uh huh <laughs> he is being a good relationship he's being a good so and like just just take it like yeah I I I know but yes yes this is absolutely fascinating tell me Albert are you muted on purpose yeah I I muted on a second ago to say something but um the the like anime blush on his face has never been so obvious. Oh, it's so cute. Well, I mean, he's stark fucking white. <laughs> but still, how the hell can blood cells blush? Very carefully. Well, how can blood cells bleed? Like I said, that's where you start to get into the really mind fucky territory of are are the blood cell people actually you know having cellular makeup of their own? Are there microcells within the cells? It's the inside out thing of are these things, do they have their own feelings? Do they have their own internal control center? So, uh, speaking about noticing it. things, real quick, I just noticed in this episode that their hats are red blood cells. Yeah. They yeah. look like red blood cells. I'm not the only one that just figured that out, right? Or am no. I? No, you are the only one that just figured that out. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to my corner. I, um, the real question is: Do platelets have platelets? Jeez. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh my God! That you've gotten platelets in my platelets. The idiotest of idiotest cute. It's just a bunch of babies crawling around. Oh, oh God! <laughs> we should make this one a red blood cell. It has red hair. Simultaneously cute, but also nightmarish. <laughs> um, I mean, you saw the baby sorting factory. Yes, that was the cutest thing in the world. Oh God. Before we head out of here, uh, I might be having a, Rachel's like, Rachel looks and goes, I kind of want to dress you up as a, as a killer T-cell. I'm going to make you a hat that says kill. I'm like, I can deal with this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you already wear too. primarily black anyways. Yes, I have a black polo. I have black jeans. I have a shirt that looks almost exactly like a, black, a, a killer T-cell shirt. She says, I'm going to find you a black hat and I'm going to put tail on it. And you're going to be a black T-cell at Dragon Con. I'm like, I can, I can deal with this. If I could find enough white, I would totally be neutrophil. So if uh, so, if by the time my my baby is born, 
and I actually have time and money to go to a convention <laughs> again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am absolutely going to get my baby a, a platelet onesie and hat. It's going to be the cutest thing in the world. I'm very absolutely. excited about this. And a tiny little sign that you can just oh, wave a around. A tiny oh. little sign. <laughs> Thank you for the follow. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's uh, get on into before Justin has to leave. I mean, I'm here till the end of the show. My wife's asleep already. <laughs> what? Please. Yay, pregnancy. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, I'm going to sleep. Okay, dude. She went to bed before the show started. All right. Planet Wist. All right. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. Um, so, all right. Before we get here, we have a whole bunch of new people here. I'm going to do what I did with Rachel and explain to you, and don't don't at me on names, you guys. <laughs> One, I don't care. And two, I'm shit with names anyway. So, all right. Catching everybody up on Planet Wist. A weird-ass show where... Cats turn into mechas and shit like that. So, uh, Soy Boy is from another planet. He, God damn it, CJ. He is adopted by a cat and a lolly maid uh, who is named uh, Green Haired Lolly Maid and Cat Boy. Ginkgo. Go, yes. Ginkgo Biloba. Yes. Um, uh, she, he, it's funny because they won't feed him meat. Ha ha ha. Uh, then there's Power Rangers who are psychics and they transform into mechas and they fight these weird ass hentai nightmare fuel things uh, <laughs> set to them by a dog alien. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, if you're, if, you're watching, if you're watching hentai that has some of these figures in it, you have a weird sense of hentai. Um, but moving. You've watched Obviously. my black, right? <laughs> Uh, Unfortunately. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so, all right. The these weird ass hentai nightmare fuel things are sent to them by this dog creature, and the and the Power Rangers One. defeat the defeat the weird ass hentai nightmare fuel uh, from the dog creature, and then Soy Boy punches the the Power Rangers who turn into psychic robots uh, because they're dragons, because the dragon blew up his planet and he is sad. Uh, <laughs> So he be, he punches all of the good guys until they are no longer good guys until the bat until not Akuma from Street Fighter is like fuck you I'm a dragon <laughs> and he's like I'm gonna punch this dragon and he punches this dragon and gets a hangover from punching the dragon because when he flies he gets a hangover. Um, <laughs> Cat to doping. Uh, <laughs> um, when he flies he gets a hangover. And. Can you, that also needs to be a title, please. <laughs> and, and so uh, he, him and Lolly made punch the dragon really hard. And when they punch the dragon, he realizes, oh, shit, this kills people, Coral. And then his brother shows up and is like, hi, you did good. He's like, holy shit, my brother is here. Was my brother here? I'm so happy. Oh, wait, now I'm sad. Uh, so next episode, we get too serious. <laughs> Diggity damn, my dude. Did I do a good job on summarizing Planet with? <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Actually. The and the serious interpretation of this show is that it is yeah. a disassembly and rearrangement of typical tropes found in the shonen slash sentai series. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One. So yeah, we get a little bit more of Soya's backstory in this episode and Ginkgo's as well. Turns out she's a fucking princess, you guys. Yeah. Princess from a apparently always dresses a maid. Yeah, why her entire planet does though. 
I mean, suddenly the little crown on her headband makes sense. Yeah, she's fucking royalty. Uh, she is always a princess. Once a princess, always a princess. Um, and and her planet wants to join Nebula. Yeah, because they saved them from uh, Soya's people, who are yeah, Sirius Well, it sounded like they were that they were on that path anyway, because the conversation she has with Sensei about Riel choosing the path of love. Oh, yeah. And take me with you and teach me so that when our people are ready to join Nebula, I can lead them. Yeah, I didn't get into the fact that Nebula are a bunch of intergalactic peace people and like one faction, the dog faction wants to seal evolution because evolution can lead to people being dickheads. Anti <laughs> spirals. And, and the yeah. cat faction wants to be like, hey, we're just going to watch this happen. Okay, thanks, bye. And then they fight. You know, to actually, like, invisible. randomly dropping away. The way you explain oh, that, I'm now seeing cat and dog, like <laughs> deliberately, 100% cat and dog. <laughs> yeah, and dogs want to be like happy-go-lucky for the rest of their lives, and cats are like, "I know what you're doing is stupid, but I'm gonna watch." Yeah, I'm gonna let this shit happen. <laughs> I'm gonna knock this class over because I'm an asshole. <laughs> Pretty much, and like, Fuck and that. since it, um. The Generalissimo even says when he's fighting, um, not Akuma, because I forget that guy's name, uh, Takizo? Ryo, yes. uh, Ryoko, I believe is it? Ryuko, I believe is his last name. Uh, Ryuzujin or something like Takeshi that. Ryu, Ryuoji, I think is what it is. The fucking dragon. Um, the dragon. He's saying, it's the sealing faction's goal is to take away a loaded gun from a child. Yeah. And meanwhile, the pacifist faction is, well, let's guide their evolution in the right path. Yeah, I'm still... So, ju- you, so Justin, you know... this Is there a manga on this? Yes, but the anime is ahead of it. Okay. Uh, the I, manga is a monthly. I was wondering if um, the pacifist faction is a is a mistranslation or not, or if it's that in where... It, is that the word that it's actually supposed to be? I could go research that for you and be right back. It doesn't seem like the word pacifist is the correct word that should be used there. Yeah, I. It definitely feels like it's a it should be a different word. It's more. It feels more of a watcher or a guiding faction instead of pacifist because that's teacher. Not what yeah, I, I would say more teacher than pacifist. Yeah, it, it, mm-hmm. being okay with punching people if they get a get in a way is not a uh, not a pacifist route. Because because both factions are aiming for the same thing. Yeah. It's just that one has, they, one takes more of a, an open hand in it, saying, I will take away the things that they're going to hurt themselves with and see where they go from there. And, and, and oh, go ahead, Gary. I was going to say, and that ties in really well with the question we have in chat is who is right in this situation? I'm not sure there is one right and one wrong in this situation. Yeah, there, there isn't. isn't. I was actually going to get into like both factions want the same thing, what Nebula's goal is. They don't really care about what that particular planet is doing. They want what Nebula's goal is. So Nebula can be, I mean, being your galactic police force can be considered your your antagonist in this. I, I don't actually consider Nebula to, to be the police force. They're the ruling faction. They're, yeah, they're pretty much the space the UN. Yeah, they're the UN. It's basically how they look at it. They're looking at how worlds uh progress towards the path of love which is why 
the dragon was sealed away like it was because he was falling down a path that was not of love. He was falling down a path of, I can make sure that these people won't screw up anymore by destroying them all. Yeah, he just went absolutely batshit and took the ceiling faction's ideals a million times farther than they were ever supposed to go. It's kind of like the only way to protect them is to actually end them. Well, ninety-nine percent morality, one hundred and one percent justice. Yeah, and that's and that's where the ceiling faction comes from. They're they're not just taking the gun from the child; they're programming the child for the rest of their lives. Yeah, they they killed. I mean, look, the... look at what happened to Nezia. So, yeah. They... yeah. Uh, current translation of pacifist is pacifist. Okay. And sealer is sealer. Okay. It, it just so... feels like it's the wrong word, and like, and it's one of those things I didn't know if Crunchyroll was doing that thing that Crunchyroll is want to do sometimes, and just giving you, giving you a word that kind of should fit there but doesn't always. My best guess is that I'm... they're pacifist because of their non-intervention policy. They try to follow the prime directive as much as possible until they need to give a little bit of a nudge in the right direction. Whereas the ceiling faction is full-on militant. You start dicking around in the universe and murdering other people and trying to conquer, and they will put the smack down on you. I, yeah, I almost I... get the feeling myself that the like final episode the last few are going to be the two factions coming together because the well oh, i mean like the ceiling faction is taking the gun away from them but if you just take a gun away from a child they're not going to know the difference more so soya being like hey you know earth is earth is our planet i'm i will be here to help but you guys you nebula can't be here at all you know sensei generalissimo all of you need to leave. I don't but think the thing that's, is, that's how it's going to go. Not with how this yeah, went. Because like, now humans are waking up to their to their psychic abilities. Yeah. Like, yeah, the catalyst surprise. Is already there. The sand was just a catalyst. They are yeah. literally two sides of the same coin. You have the ceiling faction taking the gun away. But if you just take the gun away, they're not going to know any better. Pacifist faction is going to be the one that teaches you, hey... That gun that you just had taken away from me doesn't make a difference. You could do this instead and get where you want to go. But if, if they're at odds with each other and fighting each other, it's not going to really get where yeah. you want to go. And we're starting to see a setup for the closest thing to an antagonist that this series is going to get, which, by the way, I love, I love, love, love that seven episodes in, there's not one obvious antagonist other than the dragon that died in one or two episodes quote unquote yeah not, not but it's not really dead it's on the dark side of the moon dark side of the moon oh before we get to the word. dark side um we had a hot springs episode or scene i mean we, we did have that, a hot springs episode <laughs> we did yeah we didn't have a hot springs scene so we had not we had a hot springs episode this five minutes yeah check your yeah, check that off your uh anime trope list yeah that was weird as fuck that is totally a Japanese thing for sure. What, getting naked and having life-altering conversations? Absolutely. That is a trope-ass trope. It really oh, is, put, to be fair. People just put, are more just earnest on the riverside a... at sunset. Oh, it's the whole, like, I am bearing my soul to you. Yeah. Exactly. And floating booze, because it's, I mean, 
Because boob physics. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so um, our friends, our last two friends from Paladin, joined the stealing faction, you guys. Yep. And they got cool ass headsets out of it. And, they did. And Sh- and Shonen Power Ranger joined the pacifist faction. Technically. Technically, yes. Yeah, it was it was it was real nice to uh to to see Torai Kun back in action. Right. I was very waking up his heart of justice. Oh, what about justice? What about justice's heart of justice? (laughs) And then we get the what was it? The people from paradise. The people of paradise. Paradise. Yeah. So. Jury, jury's still out on whether or not they're actually good, but I'm assuming that they're not the big uh, Yeah, I don't think they are. I still think they're. I think they're evil. It it, it could go either way because look at the last set of people who had evolved beyond the need for physical forms we had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do love though that like. There is not a true evil in this series other than the darkness in our own hearts. Even Humanity the dragon that even the dragon that murdered an entire planet did so out of a corruption of noble intent. And in his mind it wasn't corruption. It was if we let them continue, then the entire universe will die. There, there there's no helping these particular guys. They've gone too far. Yeah, he had noble intent in his mind. In his mind, but extremism tends to corrupt noble intentions, and you get genocide out of it. As but they tend to, always, generally. But it didn't start out, I want to kill because I want to kill. I want to kill because justice. And I love that this show plays with morality and right and wrong and shades of gray like it does. Because so often, and there's nothing wrong with having the good guys and a big bad to be defeated. Like, I fucking love anime. I'm There's a lot of that in anime. But it's refreshing to see a different spin on it at the same time. And right. for me, I'm, I'm actually very glad to see that they made, that the dragon was part of Nebula. As opposed to being the big baddie walking on the universe killing shit. Mm-hmm. The fact that the dragon was part of Nebula and saw an ending and went for it and then decided, oh, hey, no, you dragon, you're not. Whoa, dude, too far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can like, you not? We're going to oh, put wrong, you in right? time out. Yeah, like up until this point, they never mentioned that point. It was the dragon and nebula showed up to banish the dragon into the multiverse to die forever which spoiler it didn't it never maybe because it's a dragon i mean we don't know they said well, it's on the dark side of the moon but we haven't seen it again yet we well we did see it in in uh ryoji so i think i got that name right we saw a portion of the power which, if, if we're looking at the vials as being, like, dragon's blood, then, yeah, we're going to see a portion of the power if people draw too too deeply on their sight. We saw that with uh, but, Big Judo Girl. Yeah, but neither of the incarnations of the dragon Mushiro. have been powerful enough to destroy a planet. 
I feel like he would have gotten close though. Sorry, CJ, go ahead. As I was telling Rachel, like, yeah, these names are all fine and dandy and shit, but I'm garbage with names anyway. I'm still learning my hero names and I love that show and I've been watching it for two years. This show's done after 12 episodes. I DGA. Yeah. So a quick thing. They had a little nod to a very classic anime there when she steals the uh, vial from from, from the lab. Oh yeah, straight up Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, straight up Ghost in the Shell with the vanishing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I know. Oh, it's Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> I've seen this somewhere before. Yeah. Uh, What's well, like how many how many series have the Akira bike slide in it, including uh, the Simpsons? All of them. Not not and <laughs> more than half of those references made are not even in the anime. Yeah, so we have the people of Paradise who claim to be benevolent and they're asked, they show up only to Soya, no, to nobody else. Even the psychics around him can't see them. They show up in the form of his dead brother, which they have no control over, apparently. They're just like, hey, this is how you decided you wanted to see us, so fucking deal with it. Don't at me, bro. This is on you. <laughs> and ask him to deal with the dragon on the dark side of the moon. Which, by the way, when Soya gets angry, you get upskirt. Yeah, of course, because he's Soy Boy. He he's been flying with Sensei for how long at this point? He, he, he gives you superpowers. He likes some upskirt. <laughs> also, Gla- Glass's girlfriend is a uh, psychic too, right? Uh, oh, no, there's something he's else a- about her, I think. Because, I mean, being a psychic doesn't block that power because Soya is obviously a psychic. It, it's the glasses. Yeah, I, I, I had a superpower. Glasses. <laughs> that would be amazing if that was the actually glasses the glasses superpower. As I everyone feel, on yeah. the stream wears glasses. But I mean, <laughs> it, it could be possible that it's both, that the glasses are blocking it and she's also a psychic. They're magnifying her super hypnotism. Which is how nobody notices that she's actually Superman. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is that oh, most people in which is actually something they said in DC Comics at one point. God damn you, Silver Age. Well, the the great thing is, is that like most people in that demographic are more likely to be nearsighted, which means she would be wearing minus powered lenses, which actually take power away. So technically, the minus lenses are removing the hypnotic power before it reaches her eyes. <laughs> Nerd! Right. <laughs> Thank I you for... You know what? That sounds just technical enough to where it might actually be true. Okay, and In here's the anime. Is that, yeah. In the anime. Is that- is that people like are probably gonna be like, no, it's the glare on the lenses. The vast majority of spectacles sold in Japan have anti-glare on them. So it wouldn't be that. Oh gosh, Carrie, you saw those glasses that I posted, right? Yes, I did. God, I want those. <laughs> I them. They're so good. Hyperweeb oh. glasses, but glasses nonetheless. Um all right, so So also I think it's interesting that after all this trope fucking around that we're doing here, the hero having a crisis of I don't want to fight anymore at the latter third of the show is right on fucking time. Yep. Get in the goddamn cat mech, Shinji. But to be fair, 
like he finally broke. Yeah, and that was a really good scene. It was also, I mean, mostly because he's like, I killed a man. Like, yeah, this guy may have been actual just like force of dragon given, like given form. But he's like, I killed a person. And this hasn't happened before. Before I was just trying to get this power away from these people. This guy's dead. And I did it. And not, not to mention, but he's completely on the mark. It doesn't matter what he does from this point. Everything he knows and loves is dead. gone. Yeah, Everything. he's... He's mourning the friends and family and home that he lost, and he's fucking tired of carrying it all around and having to deal with all this other shit on top of it. Right. I don't care about Earth. I want my friends and family back, and I know I can't have them. Only person on Earth he cares about is Takamagahara. So I've got one thing to add with this. Um, The the guy that does the... um, I guess you're stereotypical the 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 leader of the uh warriors of of light yeah shonen power the paladin yeah mm-hmm. okay he's like okay um are you gonna fight no i'm not gonna fight that's okay yeah good uh, good choice okay i got this right it's just like <laughs> i'm not forcing you to fight because you don't want to fight I, 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 like i'm respecting no- your choice Knowing this show, it's like, all right, so he is either just going to do the whole straight up uh, Shonen brother punch to the cheek, or he's going to, yep, there it is. <laughs> and, and and Ginko actually placed it the right way, too. She's like, it's funny that she's fighting more for him to fight than we are. Right. Considering they are the pacifist faction. He is literally following their path Yeah. by refusing to fight. I mean, as far as he's concerned, up until the people of Paradise showing up, he's gotten his revenge. He's completed his revenge. He took out the one person who had the power of the dragon that he knew about. Yeah, Yeah, and he was satisfied. He said as much. Yeah, he did his job. His job was literally to avenge his planet. And as far as he knew at that point, he had done so. But surprise, there's four more episodes. Right. Yeah. Still very also, happy about that. Why are you wearing I... that? God. <laughs> why are you wearing that? Thighs, 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 thighs. Because thighs. I'm trying to be a waifu. What does that mean? <laughs> His whole mind was filled Can with Can we just like mention real quick how he figured out the whole illusion magic because the boobs <laughs> were three inches higher than they would have been? <laughs> that was fantastic. Uh... It's Thanks, so anime. stupid. It's so best. accurate. <laughs> like literally, it's like they should have been here, but they're actually here. Get away from me! <laughs> One pair of boobs that he actually wants to touch. It looks like glasses, John. <laughs> oh. Also, that moment where where his hand tightened on hers. Yes. Right. I adore her. She's a good character, though. Like she's I'm, she's best she bestel girl. I'm, I'm so glad she turned out good because in the first couple episodes she was fucking useless, and I was pissed that she existed, and now she's good. Yeah. And to be fair, I would like she's the best best girl in this series, but she has a lot of fight with my hero. By the way, <laughs> uh, the the episode series, I love her. Uh, I love her. Uh, so. Do you not feed me meat because you are your race of vegetarians? Yes, and I think it's funny. 
<laughs> Thank you, Nico. I appreciate that deeply. I'm glad they like subverted that entire possibility by say by the pacifist faction. You're not going to eat meat. You're a pacifist. You're not going to kill anything. No, just no. My planet's vegetarian. And I think it's funny when you struggle. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, I appreciate it greatly. Just yeah, yeah. I think it's funny. <laughs> you know, I can respect that. The last episode is going to end, and there's going to be an after credit scene where she buys him like a steak dinner. Yeah, she's going to take him to that uh, <laughs> house that... Uh, One of the places the old guy closed down? Yeah. No, the, it, what is going to happen is before the credits, she's going to go to a restaurant and buy her mistake thinner. The after credit scene is, it's actually going to be made out of tofu. <laughs> <laughs> and then see. <laughs> Meat bun! It's red bean based! All right. Speaking of red bean paste, we should get out of here. Yeah. Um. So, uh, channel, channel wide, Twitch.tv slash Geekio Show. Smash that love button. Get notified when we are live. Uh, no scheduled recordings now until the seventh. That means no Liquid Handicap, no Geekio Show, uh, no Gamer Geeks. None of that this week. You're at Dragon Con the rest of this week. Um, or prepping to be at Dragon Con. Prepping ourselves to be there. If something pops up, cool, but don't expect anything. Again, I'm going to try and do some live things from Dragon Con, but cell service is historically garbage there. Absolutely. I, I would love to do it. Don't bank on it. <laughs> don't at me. Yeah. Moral of the story is don't bank it coverage unless it's coming from official Dragon Con channels and boy howdy we even official Dragon Con channels. Even then it's not a hundred percent. Just wait for VODs. Yeah, pretty much. Um so yeah, uh, if you're following us on the Twitch, um don't expect anything the rest of this week up until and it's not even guaranteed it's the seventh. We may be doing the eighth depending on how tired I am on the seventh for small screen spoiler show. Um, I don't know how tired I'm going to be. Typically, I'm pretty good on Tuesday to at least do small screen spoiler show, but no guarantees there either. So that'll be either Tuesday or Wednesday. But back to normal recording uh, Thursday the 8th. Um, and the 4th is Tuesday. Ahead of time, I'll just probably let you know that I am probably not going to be available on the 10th for AOS unless you guys are doing another show on the 10th. Uh, so write that down, please. Thank you. You had your days There's slightly a mixed up, TJ. <laughs> oh, so, all right. So yes, I was looking. I absolutely was looking at all <laughs> date when I was writing. So uh, no recorded shows this week until the fourth, uh, maybe the fifth. Back to normal recording schedules on the sixth. Uh, the tenth is AOS. Next time we will be here. We won't be here, so that may change. Um, yeah, that that's that is what our, that is the rest of our stuff. But you can listen to us live Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern at Twitch.tv/geekio show. Like I said, smash that love button, get notified when we go live. Uh, you can email the show at show at geek-io.net. Put anime in the subject line somewhere, and we will read it on the show. Social media, all of the places slash Geekio show, and it has been hopping lately. Good, good stuff. 
Um, you can also give us a call and leave us a voicemail, 727-489-4335. That is 727-489-GEEK. Oh, man. It's been a hell of a show, you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, it has. Been a good one. Indeed. We should end this show here and then do show titles in the after show. We'll be, we'll see you next time. Uh, bye-bye. Oh, oh yes, we God, we're so Hi, my name is Water Buffalo, and I hope you've enjoyed this VK Media Network production. Copyright 2018, you see how that works? Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>